This parent continues to discuss the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, of returning a lost item which somebody finds to its rightful owner. If somebody finds something which has a simon on it, there's some distinguishing feature which would allow the owner to identify it, and therefore the owner wouldn't have yush, he wouldn't give up hope of getting it back, and the one who finds it would be obligated to search for the owner, and that means that if he knows who the owner is, he has to go after him, and if he doesn't know who the owner is, then he needs to announce that he has found an item, and hope that the word gets out, and that the true owner of this item will come and claim his item. So the Mishnah asks about Mosei Chayv Lahachriz, until what point is he obligated to announce the item, and how much effort does he need to put in, in order to return this to its owner? Answers the Mishnah, until his neighbors, those who live in that area, find out, and it becomes known in, the, in that general area that he has found a particular item. And then he can rely on that, that the word will hopefully get out. And anyway, he can assume that it was somebody who lived in that area who lost the item. Mayor, that is the opinion of a mayor. However, Yehuda says, Shalosh Regalim, he has to wait until the Shalosh Regalim, the three main Yom Tovim, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos have passed. And not only that, but when he goes to the Beis Hamikdosh, like it was a mitzvah to do, to appear at the Beis Hamikdosh over the Shalosh Regalim, when he would go there, there, would, there was a designated place in Yerushalayim where anybody who had found an item or lost an item would gather, and those who had found items would announce what item they found. And that way, people could come if they had lost something and they'd be able to claim the item. So according to Yehuda, you can't just rely on those people who live around you. You have to be concerned that it could be anyone. And therefore, you go to Yerushalayim and make sure that there, when everybody would go to Yerushalayim for the Yom Tov, so that way everybody would be there, and you should be able to find the person who had lost the item. Now, it wasn't enough to go there just for one Yom Tov, because some people didn't manage to come to the Beis HaMikdosh for every single one of the Sholish Regalim. But everybody pretty much would manage to get there at least once a year. So you need to go there for the three Yom Tovim, the Achah HaRegel and Shiva Yomim, and then stay there in Yerushalayim, and continue announcing that you found the item for another seven days after the last of the Sholish so that the owner can spend three days going back home to check if he lost that item, and then spend another three days coming back, and then announce and claim his item for that last of the seven days, and if by that time nobody has come to claim it, then the person who found it is allowed to go home, and he no longer needs to continue searching for the rightful owner of this item. Rather, he should he should place the item on the side somewhere, and hope that perhaps the owner will come to claim it. But if not, he still can't use the item, so he should keep it on the side and not do anything with it. Now, though there are places in Eretz Yisrael where it takes more than three days to get there, to require this person to stay there for longer than a week is already too much of an effort for him, and he's not required to do so. Mishnah Zion. So let's say this person goes to this area in Yerushalayim where all the people who find an item announce it, and those who lost an item will give a simon to show that they are the rightful owner, and then they'll be able to claim the item. So the question is, how much should the person who found the item reveal about the item? Should he just say, I found an item? And then those who lost an item will have to say what the item was at all? Or perhaps he should say what the item was, just not reveal very much about it? So there's a discussion in the Gemara as to what extent he should tell the people about what he found, and how much he should make the person who is claiming it say about the item. But as I mean, the Mishnah tells us that Omar Eswar Veda, if the person who is claiming the item 
just says what the item is, Vreomar Simoneho, but he doesn't mention any significant simonym of the item, something which is unique about this item, which can prove that he is the real owner. Loyitenloy, the person who found it, shouldn't give the item to him, because there's no reason to assume that he's the rightful owner. And even more than that, says the mission of Ahoramai, somebody who is known to be a liar. Even if he does give a simon, and he does say some unique feature about this item, which would imply that he is the rightful owner, you should still not give it to him, because since he is known to be a liar, we need to be concerned that he is pretending, pretending very well that he is the owner, and therefore unless he can bring witnesses who testify that the item belongs to him, he wouldn't be able to claim this item from the person who found it. Shanem, as the Pesach says, that one should effort into searching for the owner of this item until your brother, the person who found it, will seek it. Now since it's quite obvious that he should keep it until the person who lost it will claim it, the Torah doesn't have to say that you, have to, you should keep it until he comes to get it. So what is the Pesach coming to tell us? It means that you should seek your brother. You should find out about your brother, this person who is coming to claim the item. Find out about him in Ramai who in Ramai. If he is known to be a liar or not. Because if he is, then you shouldn't return to him unless he can bring witnesses to prove that the item belongs to him. Now, we mentioned before that if one hasn't managed to find the owner yet, so you should keep the item and put it on the side. But that's not so simple. There are certain items which cost money to raise, like animals. So should you keep those items as well? So the Mishnah gives a rule. Anything which produces... And it also eats. So for example, an animal. It does work, so you can gain from the work. And it also eats. But the amount that it eats is covered by the amount that the owner would gain from the work which the animal does. Says the Mishnah, So the animal should do the work and eat. Now once the owner does come, anything that the the person who found it spent to feed the animal the owner would have to pay for that. But at the same time, anything which the animal produced would also belong to the owner. So if the amount that he produced would cover that which he, that which the animal ate, and that which it cost for the person to raise the animal, so then you should do this, and the Gemara explains that you only need to do this for up to 12 months to take care of the animal, etc. But after 12 months, then you can just sell the animal and then keep the money on the side, and when the owner comes to claim his animal, then you just give him the money. But something which doesn't do, it doesn't produce, but it does eat, like certain animals which don't work. So it just costs to raise them. Says the Mishnah, you should sell it, not necessarily straight away. The Gemara gives all sorts of different time periods, perhaps after three months, perhaps after one month. But very soon after you get it, you can sell it. And the Mishnah says this is not for the benefit of the person who found it. It's for the benefit of the person who lost it. Because whatever you do spend on keeping this animal, whatever it may be, the real owner will have to pay it to you after when, when he comes to claim the item. So for his own benefit, he doesn't want to have a big bill at the end of the day. Shlemar, as the Pesach says, and you should return the item to him. See to it how you return it to him, that it be considered returning it to him, but not giving him a big bill, which will have to pay for all the amount that you spent on raising this animal. Now, what happens once you have sold the item or the animal, and now you've got money, which you'll give to the owner when he comes to claim the animal? What is the status of this money? Rabbi Tarifin says, He is allowed to use this money. 
although strictly speaking this money is designated for the other person to cover his lost item, according to Rabbi Tarifun, the Chachomim were lenient over here, since this person is is fulfilling the mitzvah of Hashavah and he sold it in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Hashavah So they were lenient and they allowed him to use the money. However, because he's able to use the money, he has the status of a borrower. And the law is that if somebody borrows an item and something happens to that item even beyond his control, he is liable to pay for the item. So because this person is able to use it, he has the status of a borrower, Lefichach therefore him ofdu, if the item gets lost or destroyed in any way at all, he is liable to replace it because he has the status of a borrower. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, he cannot use this money because the money doesn't belong to him. Rather, he needs to watch over it. But therefore, he has the status of a shamer, somebody who needs to guard over the item, but he can't use it. The Fihachim Avdu, therefore, if it gets lost or destroyed in a manner which is beyond his control, he is not liable to replace it. Mishnaches, in what way does one need to take care of the item which he finds? And most items, one is not able to just sell for money. If it's an item which doesn't cost anything to take care of, they're not able to sell it. You have to give back that item itself to the owner. However, you might need to do certain things to take care of that item, to make sure that it doesn't get moldy or wear out. For example, says the Mishnamotas for him, if somebody finds books, scrolls, if scrolls are left closed for a long time, then they can wear out, they can deteriorate. And so the Mishnah says, you should read these scrolls once every 30 days, so that they will be opened and they won't go moldy. And if he doesn't know how to read, then Goyalon, he should roll these scrolls. He should open it up and roll it so that it's not just left in its one state and might get moldy. He shouldn't learn from this for the first time. If he's never learnt this before, he's never read this scroll. So if it's the first time, then he'll end up spending more time reading it beyond the amount which is necessary for the item itself, and then he'll just be benefiting from the item for his own good. And that's forbidden, it's not his own item, he can't just use it when he likes, and he'll overuse it. And therefore in such a case he should just roll the scroll that he shouldn't actually learn from it, and as well as that he shouldn't read together with somebody else from the same scroll, because then they might pull it from one side to the other, and there's a danger of tearing the scroll, and so he shouldn't use it in such a way. Motsaksus, if somebody finds clothing, so again, if he leaves it untouched for a long period of time, then the clothing will get moldy, the moths might get to it. So if it says Menara, you should shake it out. once every 30 days, and spread it, lay it out for its own good, meaning in order that it's not just kept in a closed cupboard, in a closed closet somewhere for a long time, but it should, the, the air should be able to get to it to avoid it becoming moldy. But he can't just spread it out for his own honor. If let's say it's a very beautiful piece of clothing, he can't spread it out for his own good. Alright, the Mishnah's examples continue. If somebody found silver or copper utensils, he should use them for their own good. Every once in a while, he should use these items again so that they don't become worse quality, perhaps they'll become blackened. So you should use them, have a load of shochkon, but you shouldn't use them to the point that they'll be worn out or ruined by your overuse. Gold utensils or glass utensils, these things don't become blackened if you leave them for a long time. And therefore, in order to take, to take care of these items, the best way to do so is to leave them there and not touch them at all. So the Mishnah says, You shouldn't touch them until Eliyahu Anovi comes, or of course until the owner comes. But if the owner doesn't come, then you should leave them there and not do anything with them except for guard them.
If he finds a sack or a basket, and anything which it's not the general normal thing to take it. And here we're discussing a new halacha, that if somebody who is very respected, for example, if a Tamad Chochom, or a very important person, finds an item in a public area, let's say, and for him to pick it up and to take it home in order to announce it, it's something which to carry through the street is not considered to be something which a respectable person does. To see a very important person starting to carry a sack through a public area, that's considered degrading for his honour. And so the Mishnah says in this case, he is not obligated to take that item at all, and he would not be obligated to fulfil the mitzvah of Shavah This is learnt from the Psukim, that says that it's forbidden to ignore an item which somebody finds in a place where, if somebody finds a lost item, it's forbidden to ignore that item. But the way that the Torah words it implies that there is a particular case where one is allowed to ignore the item and not fulfill the mitzvah of Shavah And the Mishnah is telling us that it's referring to such a case. Mishnah Tess. What is considered to be a lost item? When can one assume that the item is indeed lost? And the owner doesn't know that it's here. So the Mishnah gives a couple of examples. If somebody finds a donkey or a cow pasturing on the road, they're by themselves and they're eating. They're not inside of a field. Nevertheless, says the Mishnah, this is not considered to be a lost item. It's not considered uncommon for an animal to go into the public path and to eat over there as well. And therefore, one shouldn't take it and he should assume that the owner knows exactly where his animal is. However, if he finds a donkey and the donkey's items which it wears or it carries, like its saddle, is upside down, or if there's a cow running in between the vineyards, these are examples where it's quite clear that the owner doesn't know what it's what the animal is doing, and it seems that the animal has come from a further away place. And so the Mishnah says, this is considered to be a lost item, and therefore the person who finds it should take it and put all the effort in to return it to its rightful owner. Now what happens if a person finds an item, like an animal, and he returns it to its owner? Uvarcha, and then the animal runs away again. The owner loses it again, and the same person who found it the first time finds it again, and Hechzira, he returned it to its owner. But once again, Uvarcha, the same animal ran away. Even if this happened four or five times, the person who finds it is still liable, he's still obligated to return the item. And we don't say that now it's the person who lost it, it's, it's his fault. If he lost an item, you're obligated to return it. As the Pesach says, you should surely return the item to, to the owner. And the fact that the Torah used this double expression of that teaches that even if you need to do it multiple times, you would still be obligated to do so. Alright, now the second half of the Mishnah discusses a case where somebody finds an item, and in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Shabbos he needs to take some time off of his work. If he didn't work, and as a result, he didn't receive a sella. The amount of time that he took off work, for that amount of time he would have received a seller. There's a certain amount of money. He can't say to the owner of the item who is giving the item back to him, Tendi seller, give me a seller, because I lost out on that money in order to return you your item. Rather, the owner of the item should give him as his wage, like a worker who doesn't have work. And what that means is, the amount of money somebody would be willing to receive 
to do a very easy job instead of his regular harder job which he would earn more money for. Because if you think about it, the owner has a claim that it's true that you took time off work, but you had to do less. When you work, you have to put in a lot of effort, etc. When you were doing Arshav Saveda, so you gained by not having to do so much. And therefore the amount that he would pay him is the amount that somebody would be willing to take as a smaller wage in order to do something which is easier, not on a fixed basis, but as a one-off to do something which is easier than his regular work. Now what happens if this person doesn't want to do this, and he's only willing to do a Shavasaveda if the owner will pay him for the amount that he would have received for doing his own work? So the Mishnah says, yes, on If there is a basin in the area, then Masim he should make this condition in front of the basin. He should say that I'm only going to do a Shavasaveda if the owner will be obligated to pay me everything which I'm losing out on. And then indeed the owner would be obligated to do so. But in Ainshon Basin, if there is no basin in the area and he's not willing to do a Shavasaveda unless he'll receive his full wage, which he would get for his regular work, Bifnei Yasne. Who can make this condition in front of? So the Mishnah shall them. His own rights come first. And in such a case, he would not be obligated to do a Shavas Aveda at all. If it will mean that he'll lose out on his job, on his wage, and he is not willing to do so.